Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday. That was a loud hello, wasn't it? Hello. That's lower. Now I sound like Terry Wogan. Hello. The- no, it doesn't matter. Welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein, and a big old podcast coming up. Look, look at this. Two pages of stuff. And I'll start with the very top bit of info on the stuff. Anyway, we begin the podcast with the wonderful Laura Woods, Darren Bennett, and the former England goalkeeper, David James. They discussed who should win this year's Sports Personality of the Year, Marcus Rashford. When I think of Sports Personality of the Year, I think um, Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. And actually, I don't I don't <coughs> disagree that he should go on and get a knighthood as well, because you've got Andy Murray, Mo Farah, um, Bradley Wiggins as well, all have knighthoods um, for what you could argue are lesser achievements in their sports in relation to what Lewis Hamilton's done. Um, I almost think kind of Marcus Rashford, what is the NBA now? Um, whether that's along the lines, you know, something that he's doing on such a grand scale, um, maybe that should be the knighthood. Um, I mean, I'm massively upping it there, aren't I? But I know what you mean. You can argue both whether it's, tra- it's tradition against what, like what you say. We're in a really topsy-turvy world at the moment. Um, what he's doing, and, the, and it's not going to end here. I think that's another thing, isn't it? We kind of, we can put a time frame on it in terms of awards and that sort of stuff. But um, as he says, he's not going away. He's going to continue making these changes. If it's talking about just sporting achievements and understanding okay you'd have to say that sporting wise he's probably not done enough to be sports personality of the year but for the, the outstanding work he's done just give him a sir then just give him a knighthood do you, do you know what I mean because you, you've got to get, you can't do, have somebody who's done this amount of work superb work by the way fighting you know what I mean he's probably as soon as he comes off the training pitch he's on his phone trying to check what's going on finishes a match he's probably always at the back of his mind about these kids not eating and what else can he do to kind of obviously further the cause so I, I think there's got to be something done for him I mean BBC Sports Personality of the Year in my opinion is going to be one winner that's Lewis Hamilton it's got to be because he's just mm. broken Michael Schumacher's record this season he could equal Schumacher in Farah's um, world championship so but Marcus Rashford the work that he's doing as well there's, there's got to be something for him Darren Goff continued the Sports Personality of the Year conversation or the S-P-O-T-Y no no one's ever called it that anyway he was chatting on Drive he said the whole thing should be scrapped if Hamilton doesn't win it. Mm, interesting. Rhea, uh, the motorbiker, um, motocross. He's oh, yeah. won it something like yeah. seven years in a row, hasn't he? Mm. And he never really gets... He gets nominated, but he's never going to win it. And perhaps he deserves to win it. Yeah. Now, if it was a proper paddle, picking it, and dissecting the actual year in sport and everything he's achieved, he would win it. Mm. Lewis Hamilton would win it more. I mean, what's he won now? 92 races. It's going yeah. to be his seventh world title this year. If he once. doesn't win it this year, yeah. 
You might as well rip it up. You need to revamp. Okay, you need to pay respects to the sports stars who've left us this year. This is why you need a celebration of, of a year of sport. You need to recognise who's done what. And there's nothing wrong with the awarding of a trophy to mark achievement. And, and be it coach of the year or team of the year or whatever it is. Loads of different yeah. ones. But I think it is time for a revamp of this, of Spotty. I, I don't understand why it is still sports personality. I don't think it needs to be. Uh, it just needs to reflect more sport. It needs to be more sporty. So, for example, and, and listen, I'll broaden it out. Lionel Messi is not necessarily the greatest personality in sports, but he's arguably the greatest footballer. So, sports personality, it probably wouldn't go to him. Sportsman or footballer, yeah, it might go to him. Does it matter about your personality? Jose's got a great personality, very engaging. But, you know, why, why hasn't he won it? Now, of course, the Champions League returned to talk sport on Tuesday night last night as Marseille hosted Man City, a game that you heard live on the said station. Oh, it's given away to De Bruyne, who knocks it in the middle, and it's turned into the back of the net, and Manchester City lead in Marseille, and lurking in that six-sharp box was Ferran Torres. Tovan 25 yards out, right-footed effort, hits the post. Rasping strike from Tovan. I don't think Edison knew whether it was going wide or not. Sterling far post knocks it down, and in goes Gundogan! And there's the second goal for Manchester City. De Bruyne into the penalty area for Sterling! Tucks it home and it's 3-0 Manchester City. Super play and Sterling has his goal. The scoreline is a fair reflection. It's finished on Talk Sport. Marseille nil, Manchester City 3. They've opened up this uh, Champions League campaign with two victories. They're sitting very nicely on top of it. And with the, the, with the uh, season being so condensed as it is, I, I think this could pay dividends if they can, maybe with two games to go, rest one or two players. So, great performance, free scoring, dominated the game and looked somewhere near their best. Now, ahead of Manchester United's Champions League match against Leipzig tonight, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Scott McTominay spoke about how important Donny van der Beek is to the team. Donny is going to play a big, big part this, this year and at the moment I've realised the topic is Donny van der Beek. And it's uh, it's uh, nice for for some players or commentators to have a have a little uh, have a little go. Uh, and I know that you you're short for time when you're on telly, and you have to put your points across very quickly. But you have to know that you don't have to start the first three games to be a, be a very important player in a squad. And I would be disappointed if, if some of my teammates said I wasn't important in uh, at Man United. But I didn't start many games, so Donny is going to be very, very important for us. Don't worry about that. See the way that, that Donny comes to training every day, big smile on his face, wanting to work hard, wanting to really, really impress everybody. And as the manager says, I'm so confident that Donny will be, be such an important figure in this team and throughout the whole season. And, and the way that he's brought up has lifted everybody else, along with, with Alex, with, with Edinson, them big, big signings like that who are, who are top quality players can really lift the dressing room and I feel like we've seen that already with, with the way that Alex played in, in Paris and, and obviously Donny coming off the bench and, and showing what he has, what ability he's got whenever he has come on the pitch. So I feel like there's no time to panic for Donny. I feel like people can be so quick to come to an assumption that he's not played or, or different things like that. Give him time, let him let him adapt to the league, let him really settle into his new house or wherever he's living and really let him, let him concentrate on the season. England manager Gareth Southgate spoke at the GQ Heroes in association with BMW online event and said the format of the Euros has to be subject to change given the current circumstances. 
I'm confident that the Euros will go ahead. The format of that tournament has to be open to change, I think, because we don't quite know where we'll be. You know, it's a reality. Uh, I know that um, it would be easy to say, oh, yeah, we're super confident. But the reality of the world at the moment is none of us know what we'll be doing in three or four days' time or what we'll be allowed to do in three or four days' time. And absolutely, whenever we're getting the team together, we're tested three or four times within a within a week because we have to be tested before every match. And you just don't know if you might lose a player or three players um, to that testing regime at, at, at the drop of a hat. So I'm sure that there will be contingency plans. Um, there's a possibility the Euros goes in the format it is and there are crowds in. And But then uh, I think it would be naive not to be thinking there is a chance we won't have crowds in or we'll have smaller crowds in um, or the, the, the format of the tournament in different host cities might look different. Now, the Women's Football Weekly, the former England winger Rachel Yankee talked about the moment she realised women's football was becoming more popular and inspiring the nation way back in 2012, which, of course, is uh, a long time ago. You know, 2012 was just, it was huge. And I think there was definitely a shift there of people, you know, wanting to see women's football, um, knowing more about women's football, uh, enjoying women's football. I mean, the game, the Brazil game at Wembley was just, it was ridiculous. And uh, I remember it, not so much what happened on the pitch, but just afterwards looking down what is it called now Olympic way not Wembley way (laughs) but uh, just seeing the amount of people that were there fans queuing up to catch the tube home like I've done so many times going to watch uh, you know men's games it was just what's happening this is women's football and at that moment you think yes this can work this could women's football can can gather huge crowds and it can be inspiring for for youngsters so you know it's fantastic back now to the breakfast show and Ali McCoyst made the bold claim that he'd rather have Harry Kane and Hugh Ming Song over Firmino and Salah on current form arm is it a bold claim I mean I, I think I agree with the man I would still have a place for Manny in my front three I've got to say I don't disagree with Harry Kane and Son, absolutely. Remember Spurs have still got Bale to come in, you know. <laughs> Let's not forget about that. You know, I know he's <clears throat> he's um, getting himself fitter and fitter and he won't be far away. But it's, it's you know what it is, would you? It's one of these arguments, really. It's, it's, it's just a kind of personal opinion. Um, they have been excellent, particularly the duo of, of, of Kane and Son. I wouldn't have a problem at all at this moment in time having them. But you quite look, I mean, the start, we mentioned Bamford, we mentioned Calvert-Lewin, Vardy, there's so many great players. You know, only Watkins at, at Villa. There's been so many great players had great starts. So do your combined then? I'm going to go for so- uh, Manny, Kane and Son. Now Harry Redknapp weighed into the conversation and once again tipped Spurs as title contenders after their cheeky 1-0 win at Burnley on Monday night. You know, he's got uh, he's got internationals in every position, covering every position, two players for every position. It's a squad that I think is very capable this year of, of challenging for the title. I'm not saying, because, you know, I said the other day, I still would make probably Liverpool, Man City favourites, but I think Tottenham have got every chance. It's, it's wide open this year. Yeah. I mean, Laurie, you know, you've seen the games. Every game is so tight. We watched Liverpool, Sheffield United the weekend. I mean, that could have gone either way. Sheffield United were pressing for an equaliser, very unlucky not to get one. 
every game has been so tight so far that uh, and Tottenham look very strong at the moment. Now, the praise for Marcus Rashford's off-the-field work keeps on coming. With Crystal Palace winger Andrews Townsend and Christy Grant from the charity that Marcus has partnered up with Fanshare, the latest to praise him. It's at a time where we're all trying to figure out how we can help. We've all got our local charities and places that we donate to, but Marcus Rashford has kind of taken something personal to him and he's run with it and he's he's not stopped. He hasn't taken no for an answer. So for us in the dressing room, he's a real inspiration. He's real. He's really made us open our eyes and think about things we can do that is close to our own heart. So I think he's been a real inspirational for us inside the dressing room as well. He's been utterly game-changing for what we do. You're absolutely right that people were really not aware of the issue and, and how many children and vulnerable families were, were at risk of hunger um, even before COVID. So the pandemic has really brought, brought up that kind of awareness to, to people and certainly without the help of Marcus that would not have been possible. Um, the support of him and his financial donations and those of his fans will enable Fair Share to distribute um, additional 5 million meals that's all going to go to kids and families that's just it's just incredible and I don't think it's really hit all of us at Fair Share just how how incredible that, that support has been Now speaking on the IPL show on TalkSport 2 England fast bowler Mark Wood old Woody gave his thoughts on the tournament so far and praised Joffre Archer's performances Although you might say he's still fighting his feet, he's a young guy in international cricket, he's well into the dressing room now. Everybody gets on well with him. He's just another part of the dressing room. He's very relaxed. He could sleep on a wash, washing yeah. line. You know, he's a, he's a guy that I feel is a little bit misunderstood by the media. He I know does, what you mean. Yeah. He does actually care a hell of a lot. He tries his best all of the time. Uh, and I think sometimes he gets a hard time for, you know, this attitude where it's as if he, he doesn't care but actually he really does it's just some days it might click for him and others it doesn't um, but he's very well respected and well liked in our dressing room and no, nobody would, would say that about him Back now to the White and Jordan show and Simon Jordan marked the two year anniversary of the very sad passing of the former Leicester chairman Be shy by praising the legacy he's left behind at the club over the years, I've watched Leicester City, um, you know, change as a football club from some of the owners that I saw there to when they went into administration, when there was going to be a consortium, I think, put together by people like John Holmes and Gary Lineker, to this point now where you had this guy that came in and, you know, indexed his thinking to try and make Leicester City the best football club that it could possibly be, which is all you can ever ask from an owner. And ultimately, that you achieve winning something that's so unique... Leicester has operated in a certain way and they have bought players and sold players and they've done very well in the transfer market. You know, it's undoubted that he and his family have continued to maintain this football club in a very, 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 very thorough and decent way. Ownership of football clubs is a very difficult thing because it all evolves. It isn't always just about how much money you spend. It's about how you understand the club that you own and how you make people that work for you feel about the club that you own and how the fans interact with you. Fans sometimes will only see how big your checkbook is and that will make, define you as an owner. You know, Sheikh Mansia, no one will have a relationship with, but no one will have a bad word said about him from Man City yeah, yeah. because he writes more checks out than anybody else. Yeah. But this guy seems to, obviously, because we, we are being sentimental and looking back posthumously, seems to have done such a phenomenal job, it's difficult to say that anyone could have done any better. And last but by no means least, the best bits of my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. Just pin back your lug holes and have a listen to words falling out of people's mouths. 
Now, two of my favourite shows returned to television last week. One of them was Celebrity Juice, the other one was Shopping, and of course I'm talking about the wonderful Keith Lemon, and he joins us now to tell us a bit more about it and what we can expect to look forward to seeing. Hello, Keith, good morning. Hello, Andrew. <laughs> How are you, Keith? Are you good? Are you well? Well, I'm very chuffed that you said that they're your favourite show because two minutes ago, before I came on there, you were asking me when they're your own. <laughs> I was just checking. <laughs> I was just checking. That's what I was doing. But you know they're my favourite shows. You know that. I guess you what? I watch those wonderful shows like Young People where they watch them on catch-up, don't they? They watch the whole series. Yes. Because, like... People like my age, I like to watch things weekly, but younger people, they watch the whole lot in a day, don't they? How different is it now, of course, living under these ridiculous times that we are to film it? Not Condé! (laughs) 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 Yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm just about surviving with Goldstein. Yeah, stickers on the floor saying you can only go one way. So when it takes normally two minutes to get to the studio, it might take ten minutes because I have to go one way. Because as we know, COVID can only go one way as well. <laughs> and if you go again, if you go the way that it's going at that time, that's it, you've had it. Uh, and um, makeup people, they have to they do you. And if you take longer than ten minutes, they have to have a break because as again as we know, COVID attacks anyone who's having the makeup done longer than ten minutes. So they have to have makeup breaks as well. Wow. And COVID knows that if 300 people come into the audience, it's going to get them. But if there's 46 people in the audience, it won't bother them. <laughs> if you're like me, you're, you're in for a treat on ITV2 this month. But if you despise me, don't, don't put ITV2 on because I'm, I'm all over it. No one despises you. Everyone loves you. You're a star. We love you as well. Keith, <laughs> always a pleasure. Thanks so Cheers, much Keith. for coming on. Cheers, Keith. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> Now, before I go, let me tell you about some live football you can hear on TalkSport. Krasnodar take on Chelsea in the Champions League. That's at 5pm on TalkSport 2. We always put Chelsea on TalkSport 2. Followed by Juve and Barcelona. That's at 8pm. Hugh Wozenkopf hosts Around the Grounds on TalkSport from 7pm with updates from the big one, Manchester United against Leipzig. And that's it. I'll be back from 10pm tonight to take your calls on another Andy Goldstein Sports Bar and another busy night of football in the Champions League. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein Sports Bar daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. So do what you have to do to get it. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Have a great day. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus of the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.